BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Todd Glass Show is presented by OCB Rolling Papers. Misfit Toys. Hey, I'm going to tell you, if you want to intern on The Todd Glass Show, don't go anywhere. But first, if you live in Los Angeles... Now, if you don't live in Los Angeles and you want to intern on the Todd Glass show or go see a show, then you could fast forward. But if those two things intrigue you, wait, Todd's doing a show in L.A.? Tonight. That's right, July 16th. The year is 2021. 9 p.m. show. Next, we'll get to this uh, intern thing. Um, But I don't like to hold anybody hostage. If you're like, man, I don't live in L.A., so I can't do either of those things, 15 second forward. But for those of you. So, yeah, it's tonight. It's a 9 o'clock show, sharp, it'll start. And then um, it's at the Batter House. Pretty easy. It's in uh, Boyle Heights. And if you want to Venmo and buy a ticket in advance, you just Venmo at the Make Out Music. That's easy to remember, Make Out Music. And you can Venmo and buy a ticket and you could also find out the address. But I gave you all the, the details. I'm, and I'm gonna, it's going to be like a roast battle, I think, a custody battle. And um, then I'm just going to close it out with stand-up. Max Beasley. Max Beasley is going to host. And then I'm going to close it out. So I'm going to do like 35 minutes of stand-up. So it's going to be a fun night over there at the Batter House in Boyle Heights. It's a cool area. Come on out, Right? Don't be stupid, everybody. Don't be stupid. Okay, I don't really mean that. You know I don't think you're stupid. Now, we are looking... It would help if you you live in Los Angeles, and obviously you listen to the show. Now, I'm going to tell you sort of where the studio is, so you know, because it would, it would even be better if you happen to live close by. But we're basically at Crescent Heights and Pico Boulevard. It's like two or three minutes from there. So now you know in your head, like, oh, is that where it is? You don't have to live in Los Angeles, but I am going to start with that. I'm going to start with that. But definitely have to listen to the show. But obviously, if you're hearing this, you listen to the show. But what type of things would they do? A lot of like little videos that we make that I tweet, I Instagram. We, we never remember to take pictures and post them. That's obviously if you lived here well, you're in the studio. So, you know, Aaron Simon did this years ago. And did a great job. We've only had three people do it. I'll tell you now, it does not pay. So what I prefer is that there's something you need to promote on the show. You know, like in the past, we've had stand-ups do it. They promote all their performances. Uh, someone that edits. So we promote their editing services. Whatever it is that we can throw love their way on the show. Or they just want to be a part of the show. Um, yes, you get a Christmas present. So email me at Todd glasscomedy at gmail.com and let's just start with that maybe I'll make it short easy I'm a simpleton you don't you know I don't need a lot just a little bit don't worry about your spelling don't worry about that I mean you know I want to be able to read it but don't 
I'm not. Wait, if you saw my spelling, ugh, oy, oy, oy. So uh, I got everything covered today on our show was the great Kyle Ayers, and uh, we had a lot of good conversation. Got a little silly, got a lot of good conversation, and it was a, it was fun. It was really a fun show. It, it goes by so quick every week. Wow, I'm looking at my hair in the mirror. It's looking pretty good, I gotta be honest. Um, I gotta be honest. So there you go. All right, everybody. So enjoy the show today. That's it. I hope this opening this opening uh, sounded okay. You're now joined the Todd Glass Show. Already in progress. Whatever we open the show with, and then I we talk mm-hmm. to Kyle. We're we're coming a little, a little different today, and I think then. Wait till Kyle's, you know, yeah. some moment. It doesn't even have to be funny. It could be poignant. Whatever it is, there's a... Yeah. And then you boom in yeah, yeah. With, his, uh, with his intro. Should right. we do the one that me and you were going to sing along to first or do the other one first? Let's, let's do this. Let's start the show. Kyle Ayers, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, for the entire two and a half hours. That's how we trick people. Oh, this is... Every morning on Friday. That was perfect. God is on the air. Just got I sent in by, who is here today. by a listener. This is great. I know, I love it. And I don't know if he is just fooling. Woo! I don't know if he's too George Carlin. We're back, but baby! I know that I must believe. That's crazy. Todd Glass Show. Yeah, it's been back like, oh, God. God is on the air. Sure, people feel they're talking about it. Literally in the streets. Gary Goldman told me he heard two people going, you've heard the Todd Glass show? Hey, look, at its worst, I fucking love it. But the guy goes, it's back to what it used to be. Woo! All right, let me not interrupt the song. If I wrote a song, I wouldn't want someone... But I know that we all need a break sometimes Cause the bits just keep on playing. I want to let it breathe. Here we go. Talk glass on the Talk glass on the Shut up! It's a real show. Kyle Ayers. Help me feather it in. we do What's that was wonderful hey thank you michael thank you michael for that and i'm sorry i talked through it but it's still we get the essence of it so kyle now kyle you remember you're gonna come in yeah i don't tell you when you just you wait and you're like boom hit you hit us like a truck i'm gonna keep your volume up the, fo- the todd glass show that's right number one by the podcasters association of america Max, let me thank you right now before the show starts. I like a heavily scored show. You're not stupid. You know if we're in some, but I like it. And tonight, you're boom. 
You're not shit. I'm on it. You're on. <laughs> We're back. We're back. I'm telling you, people uh, people are talking. How do you cue those up? You got hot keys or are you clicking around every time? Hey, you watch your mouth. You come in here, you talk to him like that. You're lucky I fell back in my chair. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I'm clicking around. You're clicking around. He's clicking around. Yeah. Everybody's clicking around these days. What the fuck are you going to do? I, I can't figure out the hot keys. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's what okay. The, what are the <laughs> new... The reason why I'm not a professional producer. Yeah. But, uh, the yeah, one single reason. Something. Nobody's complaining. You do a beautiful job. Yeah, I thought you see you did so yeah, such nobody's... a good job. I thought you might have been hot keying. Yeah. No, no. But this but... one. Let's play this a lot tonight. I know Pavlovi, and this is we're gonna set the show tonight, and then we're gonna introduce you and we're gonna start the show. He's holding up a sticky note that says uh Led Zeppelin. Hey, I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, 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 now, I'm on... Can you play that five times? I'm gonna sure. give it to you. <laughs> Also, I'm going to ask you to play this song maybe five times. I'm going to give this to you. That one says Star Spangled Banner. What happens in the hot tub stays in the hot tub. Okay, I'll give that to you. Okay, okay. And now let's introduce our guest. We didn't really introduce you, but thank you for being patient. I try to keep the opening right there. Yeah. Because when I go to another show, I know it's like you're... You just let's get started. You don't want to sit there and not talk. Yeah, I pre-record an intro to my podcast, but then I spend two minutes on air telling them I pre-record an intro to my <laughs> podcast every single time, and then they go okay, and then I'm like, well, we're starting, and they're like, well, you just did the, and I forget <laughs> I, because then I sit down, and I'm like, here's who's on, here's what they have going on. I hope you enjoy it, and then it always starts with me going, but yeah, I'm gonna do a thing ahead of time. Well, I do. Uh, I think we're on the same page. I do an opening into my phone. Yeah. And I wonder why do I? I think you know what it is. It lets you touch something up if you want to touch something up, and it lets you be in the present day to be able to connect with them. If yeah. they are somebody that downloads the show mm-hmm. on Friday, some people do. They download it first thing in the morning. You know, maybe it's. I feel like it's like right to them. You know, it's like hey, it's very. It's, it's just very like right into I your agree. ears. It's, you know? You're not. You're rarely are you talking to them. It's also going to be more current because you're not always yeah. recording the day before right. something, if there's something comes you out or bring something. Up, right. Exactly. Yeah. I've had. You've had. I've had some big sort of things happen. News things. Sometimes something in the news happens is so crazy. You have to at least say something about it. Right. Oh you yeah. You spent the whole podcast yeah, not the 9/11 talking about it. Happened. Watch on... your mouth. Watch your mouth. Around here, you don't mention 9/11. My nephew went. He came over there about three years later and helped in a cleanup crew. What if you don't make jokes about 9/11. My nephew, he has the best joke about 9/11. Yeah. <laughs> you just your defensive my, about my, your my nephew is Brandon Wardell. <laughs> my nephew's Pete joke. Davidson. You don't make jokes about. So. Do you know Mandy Batamkin? Patinkin. Uh, Pat- you watch your mouth. No, I'm not. No, so- you don't be a fresh. <laughs> I'm not calling you anything. Don't you, don't you, you know be I'm a fresh oh, prince. Okay. Don't be a fresh prince of Bel Air if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so don't remember. You got to play. I'm giving you. It's like there's a there's a there's a you know for those songs. Just don't teach me a lesson. You know, teach me a lesson. I don't give a shit. How you doing? I'm I'm good. I feel like we should start slow. Yeah. Now can we talk about everything? Yeah, whatever. Wow. So, we've talked about it off the podcast, mm-hmm. but. So can do you mind like recapping a little bit? I'll ask you questions, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you mind. sure, I, by I'll, the way? Because I would edit this. Out I'm okay to, t- to say stuff we may have said in a regular conversation. Okay, good. I can recap it. So you you're having unbelievable pain. Yes. In your mouth, on the right whole right side of my head, but mm-hmm. like a pretty definitive right side of my head. I have like it was like sharp. The best way I could describe it is like imagine someone like 
twisting a butter knife in your head. Oh, geez. like with your teeth, with your everything. It's running into it. You know, I feel when I watch. Uh, you know who's act when I watch. Who goes act? That's a <laughs> you sound. You can dub in whoever you want. We, no. we, yeah, we just don't. No, that's the cover. It's to make pretend I said it. Like, what would they play if I like? I'll tell you what I feel about that. But anyway, <laughs> blah, 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 no, no, blah, sorry, blah, what if I played that? What you were telling me. So, um, so, so you you, you think it's a, a tooth? For uh, first, I thought it's got to be teeth. Ungodly. It's almost always teeth because it's. Horrible. I'm like, this is the worst. It feels like I'm going to have to get a tooth removed. It's like worse than a root canal. Yeah. Going to the dentist, like, x-rays. We don't see anything. This is like, this is probably 2018. Like, we don't see anything. I'm like, how? We don't see anything. How? Well, we'll send you to an endodontist. Sort of specializes in root canals and go there. They're like, we don't see anything. It could maybe. I'm like, it hurts too bad. They're like, maybe it could be this. Hold on one second. Maybe put some fun music on. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that way he doesn't get self conscious, but yeah. he tells me a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's lighthearted. Yeah, 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 it's all right. So, uh, and so they go and they're like, well, we can try removing that tooth and seeing if it fixes it, but it might not. And I'm like, it hurts so bad. Please just do it. They pull it out. doesn't fix a thing. And they and they take both out or one? I, I, one tooth. So then a different, I go back to a different doctor. They don't see anything. Dentist doesn't see anything. Endodontist again is like, well, this is developed here. We can do a root canal on this. And that might fix it. So they do. I get two root canals oh. done, one of which has to have another tooth removed because of complications are in that. None of that resolves the issue. This thing in my head hurts so bad. I can't figure out what it is. I go to a doctor who's like, it could be, uh, you know, this. you might have a growth in your head that's putting pressure on whatever. And so I get an MRI. They're like, there's no growth. Um, but Still. we can give you a shot up through your mouth that can try and kill pain. Blah, blah, something, 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 something. This is, at this point, it's like 2019. And I'm like, okay, just do it. Doesn't fix anything. It, and that was just to numb. That was just to see if they could, like, kill something that was in there. Like, yeah, they were like, this could wow. numb it, see if that fit. Nothing gets fixed. It's 2019. I'm, then I'm on the road a lot. I'm recording an album at the end of the year. It's the worst pain I've ever felt. I, but I just start living with it. No idea what it is. It's This is, like, two, two year, a, a year and a half at this point. 2020 is bad. Uh, I'm going on tour. You know, I'm on tour some more with Frasco. I'm doing this. I'm like, I can't eat. I can't talk. If I'm talking, I have to talk at a really small volume, which is rough because the tour is like a screaming wrestling comedy music tour. Does everyone know how much you're hurting? They know something's up because I eat alone because I'm embarrassed. And I'm still now embarrassed and struggle eating. And so eventually, what is hard about eating? Well, back, back then it just hurt even more than normal. And now I'm just, I had learned how to eat around the pain. And now I do that even though I don't have to. So I'm like putting food in certain areas of my mouth and eat it. And my girlfriend will always notice. She's like, you're just eating weird. I mean, yeah. well, I just, I trained myself to. You can probably get out of that. I, I'm working on it. I'm like yeah. sitting and like learning to eat. Like, uh, so wow. I'm, this, I'm gone. It hurts. It hurts. Doctors can't figure it out. This is a lot of doctors. My girlfriend starts Googling around, which I'm not a person who does that. I don't like WebMD. It always tells you it's the worst thing. You know, right. the, the joke everyone is like, and she's like, there's this thing called trigeminal neuralgia. This is. January, February, or right before the pandemic type, right? So there's a thing called trigeminal neuralgia. Um, and basically, she's like, only 5,000 people or whatever a year get it. It's almost exclusively women over 50. So 
you probably don't have it, but who knows? And everything lines up exactly right. It's like giant stabbing pain that won't go away, blah, 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 blah. I go to a neurologist now, and I'm like, I'm done with dentists. I'm done with just doctors. And I start saying, could it be charging neurologist? Well, probably not that. Probably there's no, what are the odds? You know, it's probably not that. It's probably not that. This is called the suicide disease, this trigeminal neuralgia. Because it's hard to treat, and that's the pain level, I guess. And so eventually I just, out of pocket, I'm like, I need to just get MRI for this, to rule this out. MRI, specifically for this one part. And I struggle with MRIs. I'm claustrophobic. So I have a panic attack. I have to take a break. I have a panic attack. I have to take a break. Come back a different day. Take, like, Xanax or whatever they give you and pass out. And they take the MRI, and they're like, oh, you got trigeminal neuralgia. How how soon after they took the MRI? I mean, the two they tell days. You before you, oh, two two days. days. Like once once it went back to my, I didn't really talk to the people in the MRI place. Once my neurologist saw it, they called me like it's definitely. Uh, meet with the surgeon at USC, who's like the trigeminal neuralgia guy in the world. Like this surgery didn't exist that long ago. This guy helped develop it. He's done it a million times. He's like, this is... Basically, what's going on is there's like a nerve that's cut open, flailing around in my head like a downed power line, bumping into arteries as my heart beats. And so every time my heart beats, it hits... It's like throwing water on a downed power line in what your head. What the fuck? And he's like, I could drill... I could cut into your, your head, and you got to cut into the brain stem and then cut into the front of the head and singe it off and install little gaps like little spacers to keep your arteries away from it and it's hopefully that fixes it it doesn't sometimes it doesn't sometimes but that's the only thing that exists for it and i had it done in may and it fixed it immediately wow. i woke up i mean i woke up like feeling like death because i had brain i have a huge scar on the back of my head big scar up here little scar up here little scar on the back of my head they had to tie me down so that's why i have scar on my forehead but the one on the back of my head you know why do they have to tie you down so you don't move because you're face down, they don't want like any sort of reactionary like oh right, well they're movements or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and then I got a big old boy on the back of my head, and it resolved it. And it has been a lot of like adjustment. I forgot what it's like to eat. I forgot what it's like to talk. And how long has it been since you had the surgery? Two months, almost exactly two months. Wow, this is so wow. new. Yeah. So they were like, it's six to eight weeks before you can really exercise, or because you'll get. T- I get tired really fast. Wow! But it's like a new lease on life. I I, I don't know. It, it was called microvascular decompression. That means nothing to me. I'm sure it yeah. means nothing to yeah, almost yeah. No. everyone I talked to who was like my neighbor uh, saw me walking with a giant scar with a cane and stuff the first time I could get moving again, like the week afterwards when I got home from the hospital. And she's like, "What happened?" I'm like. I have microvascular decompression. She's like, oh, my God, you had trigeminal neuralgia. Like, she's a surgeon. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Everyone who knows what it is is like, I cannot believe it. I'm so sorry you have this. What are the fucking odds I'll get it? I I didn't say anything to anyone about it for a long time. And then when I was amidst, like, the worst pain I'd ever had for it, my girlfriend was like, you got to just put it out there. Most people, you, you... So I just typed up, like, a notes app thing. You know what I mean? And posted this thing on Instagram, like, I've been going through this. Tons of people. I got this. One guy, my wife has it, and the surgery didn't work for her, and so she tries this medicine, this, that, this, that. People are just like, I feel alone. Everyone I met, I've met a dozen people who have it who have felt completely alone because it's not like a broken arm. It's not even really like there's no community, and there's no way to align with it. 
Right, um, right. But now I thank I, God for very the thankful plus side the of the internet. I know. Very thankful the surgery worked. Dr. Giannata. <laughs> very thankful for that guy. Dr. Um, Giannata. The man. The man. <laughs> and and now I'm emoting. There's something You look great. Thank you. I think you know it. You probably look in the mirror and think you look good because you do. I, I I a lot of color in your face. Thank you. It's been while like to not, it's fucking crazy it's really crazy you look up the surgery is crazy you see the giant scar on the back of my head it's like my stitches were huge and it, my girlfriend the first time we ate dinner when i came home from the hospital she started she probably won't mind me saying this like almost like crying because she's like we've never shared a meal and talked where you weren't in excruciating right pain. she never knew me this preceded her in my life. Right. Oh, that's right. And she's right. like, I've never... We, she's, and she's Sicilian, so meals are like oh. like religion. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. We, we sit... Even if it's the two of us, we sit, oh, we I talk, like it's just the meal. She's like, I've never seen you emote. I've never seen you smile while you're eating. I've never talked to you while eating. She's like, you'll eat, and then you're done for the night. Because that's what happened. I'd be in so much pain, I would shut down. Well, I'm glad so you know. I, I, I'm glad that you're on the better side of that because wow, I knew the short version because we had seen each other a few nights ago. But yeah, well, you just do take for it's so cliche, but you know, I don't know why I preface that because it's it's you know it's not sometimes things you know they're cliche, but hearing a story like that it makes it click yeah. for you. You just need clicking moments. Yeah. We all know stuff, and these are those clicking moments that we just take for granted not being. In excruciating pain. Yeah. I That's your life all of a you, sudden. I can't even remember what it was like. I'm getting back, like, figuring it out as I go. And it's expensive, and I have bad insurance, and still, but I don't even care. You know what I mean? Right. They're like, it's whatever amount of money. I'll figure that out. And, and it's, it, it, it is. I, you, I had gotten so used to living with it that I almost feel really sad about how used to it I was. Right. Yeah, I get it. And and uh, are there people that have had it that have some you know good re, uh, reassuring stories like I had this operation four years ago or three and yeah. I'm doing great. And it's sort of all over the map. There's a lot of people. Yeah, they, ten years. People are like it still has never come back. And then there's some people where it's like after four or five years, it starts to linger back in, and they do the sur- a version of the surgery again where they re- sort of readjust the spacing in your head. And then there's some people where the surgery never works, and I've never felt more. I don't even like. I talk to some people who it didn't work for, and it makes me almost feel like I have survivor's guilt. Yeah, yeah. Where you just feel bad that the surgery worked for you because you met someone who's had it for 15 years. You know what? It's like those are the things. That's why I hear. Hearing some stories like that, it always makes you like to be able just to appreciate the simple, the simple things in life. You know, yeah. like not having to fucking deal with that. I'm sure you already were busy. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, you, yeah, you were probably already had a lot right. of shit to do. And now, what the fuck? It was, it was, it was rough. It was especially for what we do for work. It's hard to tell everyone who's coming to talk across the table from you. Oh, also, if I start grabbing the side of my head. Or if I duck down under the table, or if it looks like I'm like twitch, I had uncontrollable twitches that had come from trying to suppress the pain wow. that I just stopped having. So you're like prefacing everything, and everyone wants to be nice, but you know what I mean. You're prefacing like I'm, hey, I got this thing going on. I might be twitching. This might be bad. I might do this. Please ignore it all, and then help uh, have fun with me. 
right. now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just uh, not the best like kicking off point for <laughs> creativity. And being funny when you're in an insane amount of pain is not easy either. Yeah. I would. It would happen on stage sometimes doing like if I'm like doing a long set and you're sort of like turning away from the crowd and they're thinking about it and now this thing is happening and you gotta you start explaining to them no one there's no way to short story to be like right right no no don't worry i'm just in horrible pain now let's get back to the jokes right (laughs) well i'm glad you're seriously like on the uh on the better side you you. know it's it's oh it's like when you told me the story a little bit of it the other night i'm like wow i'm almost glad i didn't know because it's you know what i mean like yeah it's you know to have to you know what I mean by that. Yeah, like, no, I do like, because it's it's like, even people I saw all the time are like, I didn't really know this was going on. I'm like, yeah, it's that's kind of was by choice, you know. Right. I, and I, it's just it's not really, it's bad for me doesn't make it not bad for other people. Right. Like even being around it, it affects that relationships. It affects those it, it, interactions. It affected that stuff. It's just sort of like a bad seeping uncontrollable thing. All our papers are vegan, oh. GMO-free, oh. chlorine-free, and dye-free. That's Fuck not, Rory Scovel. Now's not the time. That's the worst drop you've ever oh, done, Max. Interesting. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Look who's here. K-Y-L-E, Kyle. K-Y-L-E, Kyle. Airs. Oh, it says it in it. Airs. Airs. I think you forgot your last name. Kyle Ayers. Ayers. Kyle Ayers. Kyle Ayers. Kyle Ayers. Kyle Kyle Kyle. Say Ayers. I told him to say Ayers. Hell, I'll take Canaan at this point. You just say Ayers. Seem like it's we can't see how much noise we can create that sounds real. Hey, like we're coming back from break and the producer riles you up. Yeah. Hey guys, we're coming swinging. Tight. Oh from the old Ty Glass show. You know, you can't just be dibble and dabble. This show has to be a big deal every week. You got to get people, you know, excited, you know? You got to get people excited. French Kiss Mother Nature with OCB. Oh. Hey, guys. Um... The Todd Glass Show is presented by OCB Rolling Papers. All our papers are vegan, GMO-free, chlorine-free, and dye-free. Fuck Rory Scovel. Did you know OCB is the largest rolling paper brand in the world and has been one with nature, crafted naturally since 1918? So you know they've perfected the process for a consistently great session time after time. In perfect harmony with natural, sustainable practices, the highest quality textile papers responsibly sourced and sustainably crafted have always been the OCB signature. 
OCB offers a full line of papers made with sustainable fibers, including flax, wood, organic hemp, bamboo, in a full line of sizes in both booklets and cones. No GMOs, no chlorine, and no dyes in OCB papers. Wow, I love hearing this stuff. Is there anything else? All OCB papers are plant to puff. I like that. OCB makes their own paper from their mill in Evian to the factories they own in Perpignan, France. I just like the way that sounds. It sounds like, yeah, that's the way I want my rolling papers. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take a Perpignan. Right. With, with all fibers and packaging materials sustainably farmed within a 500-kilometer radius. Wow. And the always sticks acacia gum grown in African fields that OCB has been reforesting for decades. You know what? Seriously, I love everything about it. And uh, it's, a, it's a good day here. And we're changing this. We're going to start calling this show. I don't know what we're going to call it. The um, OCB show. The Featuring OCB Todd show. Glass. Featuring Todd, Todd Grass, Grass show. The Todd Grass so, show. So, all right, all right, all right, all right. We'll throw to another commercial. The Todd Glass show. We'll be right back. Again, I know we saw each other two days ago. Yeah. So I asked you some of these questions, but I'm going to... That's you know, okay. It was a it. chaos conversation. It was. I need, I feel like I need candy. <laughs> anyway. Hey, hey, I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, 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 I'm on vacation. If you don't like your life, then you should go and change it. Hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day. Oh, um, so, uh, <laughs> And I'll fade it out from now on. Uh. So abrupt. It was for comedic effect. <laughs> I right, listen. Back to you. Yeah. Um. So uh, for the for the listening audience, obviously, um, Andy did Red Rock, and Kyle went on tour with him, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's um, there's a lot of stories, but Red Rock, obviously. Uh, yeah. Red Rocks in Denver. Red Rocks in Denver, baby. Oh, yeah. Red home. Rocks in Denver. Red Rocks or Denver? Denver. Yeah, oh, it's a nice place. I used to go to Red Rocks all the time. Saw Neil Young there. You did? Yeah. It's a great place to see a show. Oh, yeah. I have a dumb friend. You know my dumb friend, Vinny, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That yeah, fucking yeah, idiot. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, he's oh. a real moron. The moron that always yeah, shits yeah. himself. Yeah, in this the is the guy that goes yeah. to the center and he goes, he said he can listen to the Todd Glass show, shit all over yeah, himself, and it made himself. it to the news. I remember that. Made it to the news. Do we have that? Yeah, we and do. This is a true story. And Vinny listens to the show. Vinny's my ex. Yeah. And Good he, afternoon. I'm Pete Souza with some of your KXR headlines. This really happened. We want to get you up to speed on a developing story out of Denver where authorities are investigating a situation that absolutely stinks. Denver police say a man lost control of his bowels in public. I told him, don't listen to the show. In public, it's going to be very funny. But but he say a man to you. who he, goes he, by he, the he, name he was, Vinny was listening to the Todd Glass podcast at about 10.30 this morning near the 16th Street Mall. That's when he began to shit uncontrollably. Uh, sounds a witness like on the scene says the man yeah, tried Vinny. to sit down to stop the high-speed defecation, but to no avail. This afternoon, the city is using snow plows, basically as shit plows, to clean up the mess. 
Sanitation Department head Saeed Patel says there is no plan in place. My friend that's a newscaster did that for yeah. me. Doesn't he just know how to do it? <laughs> like, he knew how to go with Saeed Patel. He, like, made it all. I gave, right. I gave him four things. I said, you know how to make it real. And then like, he, the structure was so nice. Structure. Yeah. He throws to, you know, he goes, now let's throw it over to, and he threw over to the weather, even right. though he was just doing it into his phone. <laughs> It'd be funny if there was, like, an on-the-street person. He's like, all right, we'll throw it to you, Karen. And then yeah, she's she like, just holds she's the like, phone up to someone next to him. There's shit everywhere. There's shit everywhere. Oh, it works out well for them to have that winter infrastructure so the yeah. snow plows can be reused as shit plows. Pick up this phone. That's you could true. be uh, someone we're calling. You're on the street. Okay. We throw to you. Hello. No, do it. Talking. Uh, check, 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 check. Yeah, these are like, you're, you're calling. Yeah. You have a worse quality mic. Okay, you're, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, uh, by the way, you never have to do a bit you don't want to do. No, let's do it. Okay. So, um, uh, we'll play the thing again, and then I'll... Th and then, so you're playing it. Oh, it goes... And apparently... Wait, what are you doing? What are we doing? Now let's throw to you. Oh, uh, throwing to me. I now let's throw to you, Kyle, you? our what man in the street. I'm the man on the street? Okay. Oh, you're the man on the street? What yeah. are you? And what was your idea? Just remind me, I'm, please. So I'm going to be the man on the street at the mall, right, where the poop happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. To, we go to somebody that was hanging out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I got it. We're going to go right now uh, right to the... What, what, what street is what that mall again? 16th Street 16th. Mall. I want to get the facts right, Vinny. You know why, Vinny? Because you should have never fucking decided that you were going to play all tough guy. Oh, I'll give you the backstory. Yeah, I listened to your show on the train. He was thought he was giving me a compliment, but it yeah. wasn't. He goes, sometimes it's hard to listen. Uh, oh, you think you can? This show's so funny, you can't listen. And, he, and he's trying to listen to it in public. Vinny, we're going to make you shit like all over. Vinny, public. you think very you public. shit all over once, and now you come back. You came back like like a, a fighter. We're not done quit. yet, Vinny. We're not done yet, Vinny. Vinny came back all the way, put on his clean pants, went all the way to a public area to prove one more time like a boxer that should give it up. You and better, now you're going to shit all over yourself again. Better put down a tarp. Uh, you better put down on a the light tarp. rail, Vinny. Let's yeah. Send it out to the street. Send okay, so the street. so now we send it out to the street. Okay, so we're gonna go now live to our street reporter. Uh, uh, Kyle Ayers is out there on the uh, 18th Street, and uh, what's going on down there, Kyle? Hey, I'm down here at the mall. Uh, what what started as a day shopping at the Gap has turned into me being knee-deep in crap. Ah, uh, everybody, uh, let me tell you. What started as a day, returning some clothes to Abercrombie and Fitch, oh boy, this poop is a bitch. We're down here. Uh, what are some more stores at the... I was... I can't think of any other... I was here just trying to yeah. shop at... Uh, 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 Yankee Candle Company, and uh, the, the, new, the new odor they have... Stinks. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Uh, you're down there. Is this a gentleman by the name of Vinny? So he is he there on the scene? Vinny has fled the scene, unfortunately, leaving a shit track behind him as it <laughs> as it seeped out. The, the, Unfortunately for Vinny, baggy cuffed pants are in, so he will be caught. If he had some of those joggers, maybe it would have tucked Vinny? in there like George Brett. Huh, Vinny? What are you? How are you doing now? How you doing? Because there's some truth to this. Like, he, I go, go listen to it in a public area. What we just did, go ahead. Go fucking try it. Yeah. See We're how much shit spurts see out how of your much shit. I hope you're keeping it in. And you're like, it's hard. Because he admitted to me. He goes, no, no, it's hard. Hard. You, it's impossible. When we're talking about you literally, I hope he goes out one more time with his best. 
he's almost been secretly eating this diet that he, you know, can yeah. keep his bowels, you know. And he goes and and just as he gets to the public area, you do that bit that we just did, <laughs> and shit goes squirting out of there. Literally, just getting... do you remember what happened in the hot tub? What happened? Do you remember what happened in the hot tub? Oh, with Vinny? Yeah. Forget all your troubles and champagne and bubbles. He knows what we're talking about. It's the Todd Glass Show, everybody. Our guest is Kyle Ayers. When we come back after this, Kyle is going to talk about what it was like to perform at Red Rock. I try to make it a traditionally normal yeah. show. When I do that, you know I'm sort of kidding, or do you think, oh, he really... I, I think it functions as both things. Functions as both things. Because this is also maybe people pause it to go do something for him. Right. We give them time. Yeah. I always think like to talk to people's dogs if they're in the room. Sure. If someone has a dog and the no, show's on... Hello. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Mm. Hi. Sit. Sit. Good boy. Good boy. Hey, good person. Good dog. You, you both sit. Sit. Even the owner. Hey, the owner. We're talking to you, too. Sit. Unless it's Vinny. Then Unless it's shit. Vinny. Vinny, shit. Shit. Good stay, boy. Stay. Shit and stay. Shit and stay. Vinny. The truth is, and I, truth is my safe word, he does listen. He will hear this. And somehow I get, I like planning on just torturing him sitting out in a public area. Red Rocks. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, were you at Red Rocks with Andy Fresco the first time he did it? No, the quarantine, uh, like, 85 person or whatever What it was. was that? Well, how many it was something was like that. I think it was, like, maybe 150 people or something like that yeah, at the venue that holds 9,000. You, you know what? I don't mean to make you the governor of Andy Fresco, but no, you probably okay. know more than things, like, you know, things I always forget yeah. to ask him. But, like, that's pretty cool to get picked to do that. It's like, cool to be, like, we can do one thing legally, that guy. That's great. Right. You're what popped even pop. It feels great to have pop into someone's head in any way. Yeah. I think we're going to use Andy to do that. We're going to do a show. Yeah. Bring somebody in that maybe t typically cannot fill. Yeah. But this will be an opportunity. They don't have to fill it. They just have to be fucking great. I think that yeah. this, it, there's, it's such a huge compliment to be like, you know who can do it here for no one and still be great. That's hard. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. Everyone can kind of crush a soft room. It's hard to be the person that they're like, what if you've done a show hey, last week? It was a lot of people were here last week, and this week is sorry. It's not. Yeah. You know, that's it's harder to be the person that people think of that can do a good job in bad, less ideal Especially circumstances. Especially a giant outdoor amphitheater. Right. Yeah. And that was how many? Like, a hundred, I think, or something. Oh, that's like that. that's almost cooler. Yeah. And you know, I have that never mind. So now he goes back. This is how many months later? And um, again they pick him. November to May type of thing. To be maybe the first show with an audience back. Yeah. Except for the eighty five hundred people before. No. What show? The the one where he did a hundred. Oh, I mean he was like the the show that we did in May was like the first like now we're back to like Audience, audience yeah, type right, of thing. Right. My, Vinny went, by the way, to that show. Truth. Oh, truth. truth? Okay. <laughs> yeah, he he raved about yeah. you and he raved about Andy. It was real wonderful. Yeah, he said you, you, he's smart. He knows what it's like to have an, a you know to be able to grasp a crowd like that. It's a different yeah. challenge. Is that the biggest crowd you have performed? Oh yeah. For? yeah. How many yeah. was it? 
five, six thousand. I don't know the exact number because it was like we're the only place, the place holds about ten. They were like we're only selling four thousand or something like that. And yeah. then like the day, the week before, they're like we opened up a bunch more. So then I don't really know what it landed at because they never, you know, it was just sort of like we opened. I'm, they opened up to like however many. I guess I don't know, but it was it was five, six, seven, yeah. something in there. I don't know. Um, and however many people, however many thousand people there could be for me to only sell three albums. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's I had the same situation once opening up for Spade. Yeah, you that, just I was gonna go. At least I'll sell. I like I do good selling albums before Andy regular. But this, I think, was just everyone who's there. I don't know. I sold a lot. I got these pens, like pen, yeah. click pens that say write your own jokes then. Those I sold. People like those. Those are, but you know, who wants to carry Well, a at Red Rocks, they're spending $30 for a beer and a hot dog. So. And everyone bought the poster. You they know what I cool, sold yeah. in Philadelphia? And I'll probably do it again because it's just so easy. I literally have to do nothing. And you know what I told? I said the guys in the band, if they go out, because I usually have some semblance of a band. If you go out, I'll give you 50% of this money. So it's really an opportunity for them to make, but it's somebody from the show out there. And then I can take 10 minutes. to, Because I don't want to rush yeah. right out. I want to take 10 minutes. But if there's someone out there, I go, it'll just... So um, we just sold clean shirts. And we had a joke in my act. I go, you know, a lot of comedians, they sell stuff. There's stuff on it. It's nice. But you ever just want a new, clean T-shirt? Mm-hmm. Put it on. It's all sized up. It's, <laughs> you know, we sell them after the show. Yeah. So we had like navy blue, tan, That's white. That's great. And people, we sold, we sold all of them. That's so funny. And wow. I have to do, put nothing on them because there's sort of truth to that. that yeah. It's nice to have a... That's really oh, funny. Go into this thing tomorrow. And people book. always associate it with your show, obviously. Yeah, that, they yeah. Wear we signed I would a love lot a video them. where you're asking people on the street if that's your merch. <laughs> if you just <laughs> see someone in a blank... Is that Todd Glass? Is that my merch? Live, te- live Philadelphia? <laughs> <laughs> I sold game-used shirts. I would take my shirt off at the end of the set. Wait, say that again? I would take my shirt off at the end of the set sometimes, open it for Andy, and sell that shirt as a game used There you go. Um, Does that t-shirt. go for extra? It would be like $50, and I'd sell it like half of the time. It's a collectible. <laughs> it's just, I And I'm wearing it. like, you know, a Gap right. $8 t-shirt. So you go out in front of, you go out, How? what's the order now? The order? At Red Rocks. Yeah, give me the order. So the order was supposed to be, I do 45 or whatever. And then John Craigie, and then Keller Williams, and then Andy. But uh, they adjusted. This is Andy and the musician John Craigie's idea. I just went up and did zero and brought the first guy up. Because he he says he's kind of just some jokes, and he didn't want to do his like sort of stuff after an actual comedian because he thought it wouldn't be as fun. And I'm like, I'm a, yes. Because it's the beginning of a oh, amphitheater beautiful. show. Yeah. Is half the people are there, everyone's getting seats and drinks, and it's eighty degrees and sunny. Yeah. So then I got to go up when the sun was setting, and there were everyone had sat down. Oh, that's great. And did twenty five, twice. And did good. Oh, Vinny said you did beyond what I thought I could possibly do in the worst environment you can imagine for. A comedian, right? I know he'd be honest with me. Now, would I say that if he'd said something? It was he, he did the best job. It wasn't his fault, but I, I know exactly what he texted me. He's like, you could tell, like he did. He did yeah. really good. It was really, really. I it's, did. It's really yeah. hard to have a great set at a venue like that. As oh a yeah, comedian. I think it helped because I've done so great? many shows before Andy. Oh my god, 
I've done so many. Here's thirty people in a bar in Oklahoma right. City where they don't give a fuck, and then you're opening for music, and Andy forgets to bring you up because he's drunk. So you walk up and pick up the microphone, and right, you're the right. first words they've heard, and you say, "Listen to me." Right. That's the nightmare. And this was like, it felt. How many like, years ago was this? Probably five or six years ago. And he right now. Oh, I don't mean to ask you. Well, yeah, I don't mind. What am I going to do? Ask Andy? I keep yeah. forgetting. It just seems like uh, he has a new album coming out. I, I don't know exactly when it'll be out. Uh, so anyway, sorry. But that's, I, what he, that's what we were all hanging out is because he just finished it. Right. He was here in Los Angeles like mixing it or whatever. Um, uh, but, so, then, so what happens is then you get to... How many, how many bands go up before so, you go up? So there's one guy. I just come out and say, hey, everybody, thanks for coming to Red Rocks. Here's John Craigie. He comes out. I go up after him. 2025 Keller Williams this like one man band you, you really, did 25 really after him yeah okay and, and then uh, I go up after Keller and do like 20 or 25 more and then and then, and bring up Andy and did stuff. one set go better than the other well the, I was worried so I kind of front loaded the first set with like the jokes like I'm like here's what I would like to do I got some jam band jokes because I've opened for these guys a lot some music jokes about music this sort of thing. the stuff I, I knew would do better I did earlier because I was like, I might as well just crush now, and if I gotta just BS my way, they like India. you. Yeah, they like now me. you're fucking with exactly. them exactly. Right, right. Yeah, and you so prove that one went yourself. well. That's smart. And then I like wrote stuff while Keller was up there. Oh wow! And went up and did that, and that started crushing. In the second set, was even better, and I was like, but none of this is anything. I gotta get the video someday. Um, Do you have? Can you? Oh, you have. I think yeah, they of course it exists. It. It's Red they Rock. They should shoot um, every show. So it was wild. And and to think of who's performed on that stage. Oh, you walk down and sign the wall? Yeah. They got the big old underground wall, and you're like worried about signing over Janis Joplin's name or something yeah, on yeah. the wall. So yeah. you're looking for little spots, and you see. What do they do? How do they protect that? It's like, they know it's just a big underground. It's the, basically the underground how tunnel do they that goes from Janis the. Janis Joplin's name. You, they just hope you don't sign over people's names, I think. Yeah. Uh, but the, it's the tunnel that goes from uh, the. The green rooms are built into the mountain. So yeah. it's like. All the wall, like half the walls of the mountain, and then there's a tunnel that goes from underground up to the sound booth, which is like you know thirty rows back, and that's the tunnel everyone autographs. You're looking around, you're like fucking Paul McCartney's yeah. names on the wall. Literally, like, it's wow. crazy. I signed that wall because I had a music show there once, and you just signed. You got to sign the wall. I got to sign it's it. Tight, right? That's I probably great. didn't deserve to, but I did because I was like in college, and I'm like, of course I'm gonna sign the yeah. fucking wall, you know. And and what, um. Oh, okay. So, so you know, I know, and I saw the video, some video of it, and, I know, and Andy did what Andy does. He just goes out and he destroys. Yeah. But I want. But what I'm curious about is, so what do you do afterwards? Do you go anywhere? Do you go out to? Do you go to dinner? Do you just party? Or where you do you kind of just? So the very weird thing happened where my first set was going really well. I leave. Keller is coming on stage. The musician. And then someone says to me, they go, Bill Burr's here. And I'm like, what's up? Oh, wow. And I don't think I heard him right. So I'm like, what? And then I walk off stage, and then Bill Burr is just standing right there, who I've only met in passing like once in my whole life. He went to see Andy Preston. And he came in because he's, I don't know if this is, this probably doesn't fucking matter if I say this because the show's public. He's like taping a special there in September. And he wanted to see what it looked like because oh. this was the first show back with a bunch of people at it. And then he wanted to see what comedy looked like. So he came in to see how that would go. And then he watched both my sets. I'm like, this is the weirdest. It's weird. Yeah. And I, you know, I love him, and he's hilarious. And it's fucking Bill Burr. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you know, funny. It's hard doing, you know. The second set, I did a lot of music jokes. I had 
John Craigie come sing backup vocals on oh, my jokes fun. and do punchline. He would harmonize my punchlines. And like Oh, that's right. I love I did that. like light cues and stuff after I would like tell a punchline and have him hit the all the light cues and like be like, now do the light cue that the Rolling Stones, you know, like whatever. Like yeah, playing yeah. with them. And it was fun. And it's just like a very rarely will I have that opportunity with those resources yeah. at my disposal. That might be the first his special there might be the first comedy special. No, I think fun. Regan did one. Oh, did he? Yeah. At Red Rock? Yeah, people were talking about it. It might have just been like a set that leaked out or something, so I'm not sure, but because wow. um, doing they don't usually have comedians. No, it's there. weird to be on that stage alone. Yeah. It's huge. It's humongous. It's huge. The band Andy's band has nine hundred guys in it and they dance around and it's too big. Yeah. Like it's huge. It's like a ten thousand seat auditorium, like a amphitheater, and, and yeah, I know the I've whole s- skyline of Denver is just behind the stage. Yeah, it's pretty. It was I've seen a lot of pictures, absolutely, mostly surreal. from from Vinny. Hey, Vinny, yeah. Vinny, go go hey. shit yourself. Yeah, go shit yourself, you fuck. Please go shit yourself, you fuck. I told you not to listen to the show in the middle of the town. Now there's shit everywhere. Yeah. A mother has to wipe shit out of her baby's. How much shit did they have to clean up at Red Rocks after Vinny inches, was there? which yeah. is a lot if you don't. Wait, understand. let's go down to the. Inches. I think we have a reporter still there. I want, this isn't fake. Do we really have a reporter? Yeah, there? yeah. You swear to God? No, I'll play it. Oh, okay. Go ahead, play. Oh, we have a re- recording. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is the. Uh, this is uh, them. This is at Red Rocks after Vinny after went to a concert. There. Vinny went to the concert and then listened to the podcast. Either I'll go early, I'll listen to the Todd Glass show. Yeah. Filled the whole... Oh, go ahead. Go, Larry. Oh, go ahead. Hey, we're down here at... Uh, I've left the mall and made my way down to Red Rocks. Uh, what started as an innocent day at Red Rocks has turned into me putting on my backup socks. Uh, the shit is so deep here. It is inches deep. The, the pedal to the kick drum now sounds like... How can I ask you a question, Jerry? How high up does the shit go in the arena? I like to, It's so high up. We're jokingly calling it the nosebleed shit skin. That well, knows nothing. And let me ask you a question, because people are asking. This isn't some kind of prank. How much shit could this one, Vinny Descalis? What they're saying is this had to have been the funniest fucking thing anyone's ever listened to in public. Yeah. That's what scientists are saying. Yeah. Uh, and that, and then you know, there's a great view of the skyline up here. Well, well, thank you. Oh, that was me bad at improv. <laughs> oh, <laughs> imagine you're on like oh, what's shit, like the sucked. improv, like the improv thing, like Second whose City, line right? Is it who's anyway? li- you're on whose lines anyway? And anytime <laughs> someone says something, you go. Thank you. Thank you. Like <laughs> <laughs> Colin Mockery says something, you go, thank you. <laughs> it's not even it's sad more than anything. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, Robin Williams is on the seat, and you're hosting The Tonight Show, and yeah. he's going crazy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for blessing us. Can we... Um, kind of a yes and, in a way. I know. I know. I love... You know, we have a young man by the name of Alec, and he really sings his little heart out. Alec sends it into the show. You've got me wrapped around your finger. Do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to let it linger? Cranberries. What do you think I look like? That was good. That's Alec White, everybody. He's going to be the. He's going to be the musical uh, trio. He has the Alex White. I heard Trio. he's doing Red Rocks in October. He's doing Red Rocks, the Todd Glass oh. band. They're only going to let him do Red Rocks after Vinny's there, though. Yeah, They're only they going to let him up. do shit Red Rocks. Yeah, Vinny. Now they call it shit Vinny. 
Yeah, talk about a limited capacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's where I should have had earlier. Mm-hmm. Should have had Just that earlier. Should have had that earlier. There we go. We're back. Duh! We wrote you a note. Limited capacity. We need it in there that audio. We, we need it in the mic. We cut that in earlier. Yeah. We wrote a song for you. It's, we knew you were... Yeah, this is... This is just for you. You know, specific to you. What's I mean, this? seriously. The one that uh, Joe wrote for him? Oh. <laughs> that was better than having it right away. <laughs> oh. Sure, we've been waiting for this guest a long time. a trick here. Let me let it breathe. Let us not interrupt it. Uh, he mumbles it. I'm sorry. That's okay. I thought that was one we had made for you. I don't need to play jokes on the show. Okay, I want to have a good show. I don't want this shit show that I do. It turns into that. Just stay away from the knobs, Todd. Just talk to Kyle. Everything's going to be fine. I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. So do you don't go out to eat after the show? After the show, we kind of hang out downstairs. Downstairs. I had like... Where? Downstairs? Like in the green room, sort of. There's There's like eight green rooms. You're pretty far from stuff. Yeah. Um, My cousins and my aunt came, which was cool. My cousin is a huge sort of like dreadlock hippie like red rocks is like his mecca yeah and so he got to come down underground and like see the green room and shit and you people really like i'm a big music guy but not like some you know i you're there and you're like if you saw the music you love most there that's god like that's honestly what it felt like. it was a whole culture at my high school if you would see what was most it what defines you like your band there that's religion that would that's what it would be. It's just different yeah. than anywhere I've ever been like that. Yeah. And I, I, I had such a wonderful time. So you just kind of we hung out backstage, and everyone realized we drank most of the post show drinks already before <laughs> we went up. So you start like checking every fridge, and right. then you realize you got to leave. And this is the you know, there's something, and I'm sure you know this. Everything, once it's done, it's always the next day still. Every great show the next day still happens. Right. And right. you still kind of wake up, and it's still kind of now just Tuesday, or it's <laughs> still kind of now just Sunday. And this was like, we're done. And then, like, Sean and Ernie and, like, the guys in the band are, like, loading the truck. Yeah. From Red Rocks. And you're just like, right. yeah, I guess that is what has to happen. Yeah. Right, right. And then they're like, well, do you guys want to still hang out? You know, it's, 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 it, it, it all calms down. And then there's that next whole one day where it's sort of like the come down, and then you get to really be like, oh yeah, that was crazy the other night. Yeah, musicians. I mean, they work their asses off because like that. That's as a comedian, uh, you know, you don't you don't have you can just be you oh, if yeah. you want right. it to be. Yeah, it's a there's not easier. a lot of tear down. I spend a lot of nights waiting until two thirty or three for these guys to like load out after yeah. you kill a show. Thousand people there in wherever Brooklyn, wherever crush. 
it's great. You're like, this is the, everything I've ever wanted to do. This size crowd, this, this. Oh, now I got to unplug my guitar yeah. and carry my guitar and put it in the box. Oh, yeah. And like, put, take the box to an alley, you know? Comics yeah. that go on tour with uh, acts. Like, I have a friend who went on tour with this band, and they did, like, 40 shows and 40 nights all over the country. And it's just like you never stop moving for yeah. a month and a half. It's wild. It's crazy. But we're done with the show. It's usually not even our mic. It's like you just put it back in the stand, and you're like, "Did I remember my notebook?" Yeah, and and it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of work. And then the next level, like somebody told me in music, when they get to the next level where they can afford, they have to at one point hire people to do that. They're past the point of being able to do that. And then they got to spend the money on that. It, like yeah. the money eats away. It, yeah. Like right, it's like the more things that you seem to be needing. You're, it's hard for your money to grow because you're just sort of like, well, now we're, yeah, exactly that. We're big enough that we need to pay something else, right. our yeah. excess money, to make this. They they kind of bite off more than, I think that in an effort to, either in an effort to save money or in just it's the only thing they kind of know, I think they're just like van and do it all ourselves and minimal road help and this sort of stuff. Yeah. And it they all make a little more money because of it, but I think that... Um, they're also... You know, like I'm sure he's appreciative, but you can you start something you're appreciative for very quickly becomes something you sort of just have, and I get it. That's the way it is for everybody. Yeah. But like being able to have, uh, you know, the pretty new Sprinter van. At least you're not breaking down the middle right. of the night now. But you did have an issue. Oh yeah, they so their thing is like one of those big Sprinters, and they've got bunks built into it, like built, like welded into the friggin'. Oh wow frame of the car but it leaks the top leaks the because it has a big fan in the top and if it rains a bunch it gathers the rain and then when you turn it all shoots through so it was such a nightmare and then you tell anyone about it because we're doing like some festival in florida so that's like road doggest like umphreys mcgee and these bands who have been doing this for like forever did they tell you how to fix it the second they're like well our sprinter van they're like oh the rain yeah it falls through the top when you go and everyone starts talking like you're like telling them about some guy or something oh, wow. like yeah you just gotta hold a towel up to that actually the you know eight hundred thousand miles i'll fix those it's a known thing and they're like giving out like phone numbers and stuff to get the and they got it fixed i guess but it's uh they do have they're at a nice point of having um some comfort i guess on in the downtime of the road which yeah. is a, a good point to reach when's uh um i know you going back out with them anytime soon i'm uh n- they're doing like three months straight but no i'm doing a few shows three months with them. straight all I think all, all driving show. Yeah, probably. Maybe some gaps in there. Like, straight means, you know, maybe there's like a week off here or there. But they kind of, they're doing this thing where they're doing talent show town to town instead of an opener. And so they're like, which I think is fun. So they're letting people just come do like a minute of whatever, juggle, sing, blah, 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 blah. And they asked me if I wanted to come judge that. And I thought about it. And it would be a little bit of money and a lot of, but it's not any work to show up and judge. It's a lot of missing things to show up and judge a talent you know what i mean yeah yeah. so yeah. i'll be I'm, I'm doing some stuff some road some stand-up dates and then we're meeting up for a reunion show for our wrestling show as like oh cool in the in the middle of both of our tours wow you get to you know you get to really play and do a lot of really fun stuff you know like it's if it was in a i always say this because i think it helps us if things you got to do were in a movie you'd be like oh wow is that you'd be like oh yeah i guess you didn't see it with the camera widened and what the yeah. stage. It's hard to like look at stuff that way. Yeah, it's hard to. But if you try to, if you start doing it, 
it can help you appreciate like things that when you're actually going through picturesque picturesque things don't seem picturesque when right. you're doing them yeah unless you can start looking I've at them really tried to what do they like be present yeah but it's really hard to i think yeah, i took an yeah. actual minute at red rocks and just sort of stopped and was like what the fuck remember man? what the crowd looks like from here you kind of have to like just stop that's what i was gonna say if you have to like stop and take a second to like soak in what's happening or else you'll just miss that i audibly i I think i audibly said i can't believe this is going like this yeah and they're all such wildly supportive there's something i have really been trying to pitch a special of me opening for musicians called before the music and it's just different than doing stand-up because sometimes they don't know you're there sometimes they don't care they're standing they're not it's not always conducive Sometimes it's the 17th time they've seen you in 19 days. Wow. Right. And that's hard. So I had to do all different stuff every night, and that gets hard. <laughs> and one show, I talked to a bird. There's a guy with a bird in the front row. <laughs> and it's just like stuff like that. I think I just think it's an interesting look. Um, people are really, really appreciative of it, though. And the, the, these music fans, there's really... I've met a lot of fans, comedy fans music fan, like spe- even like sub genres alt comedy fans people who love to go to clubs blah blah these like fans of the jam band music scene which i don't know anything about are so aggressively positive that it's infectious right. i don't know anything about fish i don't know anything about umphreys mcgee or the other like huge huge the dead i think they're all like world-class musicians yeah even you watch andy's band and you're just like how the fuck is every one of these guys not have their own band and they're this these but they just love playing these shows and this music like this and their fans are nuts it's crazy they're so nice they get in and if they're one if you're one of their guys yeah your you, fans say everything about you aggressive if when you're gentle and you speak your songs are about being kind you'll get the fans yeah. that feel the same way you know? and these people are like i mean these people have i have like as many fans i've gotten from this as maybe comedy Mm-hmm. And they're just like, but they love it, and they follow you, and they 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 ride or die for these people that they like. It's crazy. Hey, I'm appreciative of them. Yeah, it's uh, it's a cool thing to get to do. You know, it's very very uh, like you would. It's just it's just like, and I only knew about Red Rocks because of. Uh, hold on, I'm sorry. I'm gonna look at this. Wow, hold on. Don't go anywhere. I'm sorry. This is rude, and I would never do it, but I just want to make sure. Okay. My mom hooked up at the mall. Oh. Congrats. She hooked up at the mall. I'm kidding. You looked at me like, what? I was processing it. No, she hooked (laughs) up. She met a guy at the mall in the toilet area. Anyway, um, so... uh, Max, I know it was your birthday six, seven, eight, nine, ten months ago. That's but if, right. you, if you had one birthday wish, what would it be? To have another birthday. And then what would you ask for a present? Commercials. Commercials. All right, we'll be back. Oh, we, what, what element of Red Rocks were we talking about? You what? said where you knew it from. Or what you're saying oh, where yeah, you knew it from. Oh, yeah, I just know it from, uh, pi- you know, I've seen pictures of yeah. it. Yeah. And, and Vinny sending me videos from Well, there. you're like the ideal act to do that if comedy is going to be there. Wow. Because you could be large. I can be controlling. large. Like, I mean, and I don't mean controlling doesn't yeah. mean loud or aggressive. It means in control. And you're good. At, you can, no one controls a room like you. It's a lot, really, really a lot of people to wrangle 
that crowd is you know. be beautiful. There's nothing more beautiful than acknowledging an individual in a crowd of 10,000 is yeah. also very fun. Right. Especially in a situation like that. Yeah. You know, like it's hard enough just when you're opening for somebody, you know, but at least it's a comedian. In this situation, they don't, you know, and then you get them. It's yeah. Like, yeah. What the fuck was that? That's you. That was me? Yeah. It sounded like it came from over there. It's funny. It sounded like it came from over there. That was you. You should email oh, Red Rocks the through phone. the contact boop, boop, page. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, that was over there. Okay, that's the, that's the system. Hey, this is me. I'm over here. I want to let you know that was over there. Okay, why would he just say that? That's Sam. Where was that from? Why, why it was my, right over there. Why would my phone play through the PA system? Because, that's okay, what do you think Mr. the P Smarty and PA Pants. is for. This is what you do when you know you're wrong. Okay, Mr. Smarty Pants. Uh, Mr. Uh, excuse, and then I'm all right, all right, my bad. Wow, knows right. a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, my bad. I apologize. Oh, no, you know what? You're right. It was all of our phones. That's why it was so loud, simultaneous. (laughs) That was me. That one's me. Look at the dogs. Anyway, my mom's sending me pictures of her dog. It's a golden doodle. It's pretty cute. Big feet. And he is uh, just they're like, you know, when they're too big for the dog. Yeah. It's adorable. I wish babies were like that. You know what I mean? If they're they, born and they had big feet. They're yeah. born with their full-size feet. Full-size feet. They, oh, he's going to be a big one. Oh, he's going to be a big one. My baby can palm its own head. Oh, it's It picks <laughs> itself right up off the floor. Right? It's levitating there now. <laughs> I told it, don't squeeze your own head too hard. That thing's soft for a little while. <laughs> uh, it's like, <laughs> I'm just picturing a baby picking itself up off the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and make the baby sound effect because I like to have fun. Now listen, I gotta cry. Okay. You're gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. Yeah, well, that's okay. No, you I'm gonna. Uh, I have a, a cry for help. So, uh, and I'm I'm really serious. Like, okay, so this is a beginning of a joke that I'm asking the audience help for. I'm not even right. asking you, unless you happen to think, know what I'm talking about. But I'm saying, okay, so the joke is, you know when they, the first part of it I can explain, but you know when they humanize, like, I'm not asking you to laugh either, just say, please, I would never do that to Only, you. this will be on purely uh, educational Educational, purposes. thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not expecting to laugh. Don't expect, no, and let's not play games. It's like a Todd talk. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you. Thank you! That would have been a good name for the show. Todd talk. I didn't want any funny name. I just threw it with a regular... Yeah. The talk yeah, show. keep it classic. Have some dignity. Comedy on State. Vermont Comedy Club. Right. Come on. Stop I've always fucking told around. The funnier the name of the club, the, worse the, the club. smaller the chance you're going to have a good time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's always exceptions. Yes. But overwhelmingly, no, it's not. It's true. I love that. It'd be like Say that cl- again. I'll put the, reverb in the your fun- the The funnier the name of the club tries to be, the, the smaller the chance you're going to love the show. <laughs> I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, hey, hey. I think he could be a little nicer in the song, but that's not my job to analyze songs. Hey, you know, he just says, if you don't like your name, then change your occupation. Sometimes it takes a little work. I'm going to pee really quick. Sure, no problem. You better not.
not say any shit while I'm gone. No, I don't do. We that. won't say a single better word. Not say any fucking shit. Yeah, while I'm I'll find out. I'm gonna you... listen to this. Yeah, no, I you get... won't. No, you won't. No, you won't. No, I won't. What? No, start won't. something new oh, all actually, of a sudden? Let me look at the time code and I'll listen to this part. Okay. But not okay. the rest of the. Go show. ahead. You're... All right. Okay. An hour, hour fourteen minutes. minutes. Well, picture the opening too. The opening that I do. You know, in the microphone. Right, right. Okay, an hour and ten minutes. I'm gonna listen. You better not say any fucking shit, Todd. I'm not gonna. All right. Seriously. All right. I'm trusting you. Uh, listen, I'm better than that. And as soon as you get back, I'm going. All right. Unrelated. Who needs glasses? Hey, hold on. <laughs> oh no no we're. Did I hear you guys? No no you're going pee. No. Uh, what are you talking about? Come on, you're you're gonna be surprised. All right all right. Just keep it keep it. You want cla- what, did, what did you just ask for? No, go ahead, say it again. What did you ask for? Is this classy enough? And now the end is here, and so I face the final curtain. We're not going to say anything. We're going to sit in silence, and we're going to say only positive about Max Beasley. It's too easy. It's too easy to even do the joke where you say it's too easy, and then you do it. No. Yeah. Max is great. If he, if he does come and job, listen to funny. the show, I hope he does come back. You know, you're 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 hanging out one day. You're like oddly curious. You go, I wonder what they did do. Yeah. You came here. All you found out is that we're appreciative. I wish I wish you would organize. Let's. I wish we could start organizing a little bitty better. You know what I mean? Like boards with engines and then sound effects. But let me tell you something. That's something we talked about already. You're a good person. You're a good energy. You're nice. Yeah. So the only thing t- I hope is that he forgets to check for a while, because that'll make this even nicer. Make it if it's better. like three months from now and, and he sees like, something and reminds him, right, that he's did what this. Did, and what did they say? And they'll be like, "It was good." There's nothing negative. It's not no. going to be the joke. Doing truth. a wonderful job. And that's my safe word. Truth. You know. Let me tell you something. He signed the wall. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. What? Wow, it's coming down. It's really coming down. Wow. All right, I'm back. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's funnier because he doesn't know how nice we were. <laughs> so he comes back with that inquisitive, right. I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile, we said nothing but nice Nothing things. but nice I'm going to listen. I know you are. I hope you do. I'm going to listen. And if Two I hear, hours and four minutes in. Do? If I hear punch any it. shit, Tell me you're, gonna you're going down. You want to hear shit, go oh, listen okay. to Vinny while he's listening to you the You remember show. that file I have on my computer, the blackmail oh, file? I'm sorry, Max. No, Max. You, you, you remember sorry, that I have sorry, the blackmail Max. against no, you. I'm sorry, Max. No. All right. You're, you're right. Uh, it was all nice. It was actually nice. All right. Well, we, if I hear any shit, that blackmail video is getting yeah. posted at TikTok. Uh, it's getting ooh. posted at Instagram. Ooh. I'm making Twitter, out with the golden Facebook. retriever. I said it. Now you can't. It you wasn't know. just making out. <laughs> I have to make it work. It was. It wasn't just making out. Isn't it? If I was making out with a golden retriever, wouldn't that be bad enough? You have to go. It wasn't just. Making it was out. like inching toward third base. I guess I don't have to release the video now. Everybody knows. And you're going to listen. It's going to be all nice things, and you're going to regret that slander. But you know what? He's the one who admitted to it. We still love him. Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. Mandy. Hey, you say Patinkin, I say Patinkin. (laughs) All right, listen. We have a guest in front of us. We're not rude. We include our guests. Now, listen. Here's what I'd like to do with you. I want to throw this out. No, I'll leave it up here. Kyle Ayers. 
I like to learn it. You know, it's good about a podcast. You learn everything about your friends that you've already known for a while. <laughs> Where'd you start comedy? Uh, Missouri. Missouri? What? Yeah. Like what club? Is there a club there? So I, there was. I didn't. There's. It was called Deja Vu Comedy Club. It's in Columbia, Missouri. The name's fine. So it's a chain of strip clubs. It is. Is a problem for Deja Keep going. Vu. Keep going. I love a strip um, club. If it's ladies. Yeah. Or golden retrievers. Or golden, <laughs> or golden retrievers. It's true. You throw the dollar, they keep bringing it back. So you yeah. only have to use one dollar oh, the entire so time. It gets a little wet, um, but I would okay. go to a place where now because the golden retrievers, it's, they shouldn't be working. But I was going to say, <laughs> they, they had the vet, nothing but the vests on. They're no, unionized. They're, nothing, nothing. they're unionized. Well, they, they bring them out like a stripper, and people pet them. <laughs> no, no petting. You're not allowed to. No, you're allowed. You can't touch. Then. <laughs> then well, with the golden retriever, you're allowed. If they invite you into the back room, maybe you can <laughs> yeah, get away yeah. with a pet. <laughs> yeah. Then the bouncer might, you know. The bouncer's <laughs> like a German shepherd. This thing, it was an okay club. This thing, I knew nothing about comedy. I did improv in college. And that's sort of what got me into thinking about stand-up. Because I was like, what if I liked this? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's how you, that's Usually you jump from yeah. improv to stand-up if you want to enjoy it. And they, the club... For legitimately, it was called Deja Vu, which is not a good name for a club. It's not a trying to be funny name. It just doesn't make any sense, right? Because it's a strip club. Like there's hundreds of them, so like truckers would call and ask what was going on that night, and we'd have to be like, "Greg is here <laughs> from uh, uh, Serious Exit," and they're like, "What's happening?" And you're like, oh, it's uh, the Ragin' Cajun John Morgan or something like that. You know what I mean? You're like, Sam, I don't know. You probably know who that is. That's like a fun throwback name. But he's like, he's actually one. Of, you'd have to tell him like, the comedian's name. You'd be like, Ralphie May is here. And they're like, at the strip club? <laughs> and you're like, no, nah, it's a comedy club. But I, I, I was the host and the reservationist. And they didn't let the host do time. Maybe, they... the, maybe the worst club to feature at in the world. Wait, what'd they let the host do? Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming out. Deja Vu Comedy Club. Bringing the best... In comedy here in Missouri for over 30 years. Before we get the show started, I want to let you know they got office party cards on your table. You fill those out, you can win up to 10 free tickets to a future show here at Deja Vu Comedy Club. Uh, and please, you're going to have to have your servers will be coming around. Please take care of them. And you guys want to get your show started. Your future comedian tonight is from Cincinnati, Ohio. Give it up for Andy Woodhull. Now, I'd like to talk to you on the phone, just me and you. Yeah. Hello? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'll edit this out if you want, but be honest with me. Give me a joke that you guys slipped in there. Oh, you would always try to. Try to slip a joke in, right? Because there was a thing called, like, the middle notes between the feature and the headliner. Yeah. Um, I don't oh, you went back. Wait, did you really go back on stage? You, you go back up. Remind everyone to fill out their office party cards. Right. Talk about who how, who's coming up the next week. And um, then... You know, be like, are you guys ready for your headline? We kind of slip some jokes in, see if people are listening. Right. Sometimes they weren't. It felt really, really good. Um, uh, you know, I don't even really remember the joke. You're like, hey, fill your office party cards. If you have good handwriting and write down the name of a girl, I bet we have a better chance of drawing your card. Or something like that, because right. it's always a joke I about us all guys. Not like little right, things right, like right. that. And if people kind of laugh at that stuff, well, then you're kind of like, digestible. Maybe, and there's like one night, you're like, I'll take the mic out of the stand. And you know Ooh. what I mean, and then you don't know what to do because you got crap in your hands. And uh, eventually, they did like a contest. I did one open mic in Kansas City. It was the first time I ever actually did stand up. It's like the summer. I'm not in college. I go. I do the open mic. I write jokes down. I'm 20. 
you have to be 21 to get in the bar, so I use a fake ID to do an open mic. Wow. I I used I did stand up as Terrence David Edward Krause the third. The first time I ever did stand up, <laughs> a guy I'm still Facebook friends with, and went up, bombed. Host told me to kill myself. Whoa! And then kept telling me to kill myself in between everyone. Well, I in all fairness, so we didn't see the set. It was That's real true. bad. It was I bad. I should have at least hurt myself. Uh, I've seen a lot of <laughs> terrible open mic sets, and no one's ever said to the person, the "Kill yourself." But the thing is, is this? That's not. My, that's the host. That's the host of an open mic in Kansas City, Missouri on a weekday. Oy. That's not a comedian. That's right. probably the bartender. Okay. Um. So he told me to kill myself. I didn't. But I also didn't do comedy for like another year and a half because wow. I was so upset. And then slowly got into doing it in my college town, Columbia, Missouri. And and that and that and what? How old were you when you started? Probably like nineteen or twenty. Twenty and then twenty-two, I guess. You know, there's like a gap in there where yeah. I was afraid of comedy. Um, yeah, so like twenty, and they had a little contest, and I would go do that, and you do five minutes, basically a bringer, you know. I'm a, uh, what about this? You do a bringer, but at Madison Square Garden. I would, it kind of <laughs> is, right? Isn't everything kind of a bringer forever? Yeah. Yeah, but somehow you get enough comedians, and then you have to ask bigger comedians uh, to do it. I, so what happens is it's a documentary, and then I have to go ask people like John Mulaney yeah. or Jim Gaffigan, hey, I'm doing a bringer. Do you mind? <laughs> Whenever you call to order out, tickets, I, tell them you're coming to see me. John Mulaney. Yeah. <laughs> I need 20 people to use this link, tickets.com yeah, slash so, Mulaney. But then when John Mulaney's part of it, you're going to sell more tickets. So it's well, I, I feel that, though, because even now I, I try and load the audiences with like my friends Everything's and a family because I'll have a better set if a lot of the people are my friends. Everything's a bringer. I tried yeah. to run an open mic at the Hollywood Bowl. And they oh, wow. they replied to my emails a couple times, and then insurance logistics came and wow. become trouble. But I thought that would have been hilarious. Yeah. Once a year, that would have been a crazy. Thousand name bucket. I'm on stage with a guitar amp with my microphone plugged right into it, drawing one thousand names. Every out of a comic bucket, in LA, one at a time. <laughs> I come up in between everybody, and I do a thing. A thousand times. The only thing funnier is if everybody did five minutes, so you're just there for like two days. I just thought it'd be so funny to like yeah. interrupt one minute. It's just like, a th- it's so funny to me. And they thought it was a good idea. And then they're just like, insurance, you have to, all performers have to be insured. And it's like, it has to be this wow. big deal, blah, 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 blah. Wow. But like, that, there's nothing funnier to me than, a, and nothing more Los Angeles to me either yeah. than an open mic. At the yeah, that would be that would a be a thousand people can do whatever you they can want. Actually pull, it's all marketing and knowing that side of the business to market something like that as this kitsch, yeah, sort of like the thing you're talking about, and even probably the at some level, you know, maybe not Madison Square Garden, but Carnegie Hall, and you yeah. you call what what it is is like. Yeah, I don't know. There's some way that you could market Adult Swim. That. If you're listening to yeah. this, make this. That's what I was gonna say. Is it would be a great, like one-off special show I on like adults. I want to have a thousand people, and you know, litter it with you and Mulaney, and you know. But it's how funny is it if I'm busy? If yeah, well, that's I got Mulaney to do two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody does two minutes. God, I think I, I thought it was What's such a fun. I wanted it. I thought it'd be such a fun thing too. It's like sorry, we can't use it with the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, people jog here. Isn't that crazy? They do that yeah. at Red Rocks, too. It's like an exercise yeah. place, and then when you're sound checking, they make everyone leave. They do yoga at the Red Rocks. Yeah. You lot. see the most ripped 80-year-old men you've ever seen. They are. It's, it's, you're looking. They're running. 
Todd's stairs. getting excited. They're running these stairs. Well, I yeah, because like it's, it's what, like 100 flights of... It's a Something crazy like amount of stairs. Know, I hope to be in that good of shape when I'm that old. Listen, it's a pleasure. Sometimes I just like to help me make it through the oh. I know how to let the show breathe. Listen. Shh. Just take a second and take a journey. Take that ribbon from your hair. Wow. Shake it loose and let it fall. I don't think the song needs that, but that's, I guess, somebody in his band. Like the shadow on the wall. Come lay down by my side. Well, you feel like you're there. Close your eyes, you can make pretend. It's loud enough to make pretend they're right there. Sing like that. Yes. Let the day came along. And the mother. Can you sing it all? Uh, once upon a time, but not really too much really? anymore. I'm not sure why. Because you know what I could do if you wanted. I have a band outside. We have some, yeah, we have some band members. Coming on in here right now. I have a five-piece band waiting outside. Okay. To I don't go. like me being through the house. Let me shh for one second. Hold on. Two, three, four. I want to make sure the mics are up. I don't want to fuck up. I'm going to turn the lights up for one second. Okay, so they're all up. All these mics are up. Is it recording? Yes. We're going in for the clothes already. Ooh. I got to admit, I am really hungry. I know I am a lot. I don't. I try not to eat. I don't want to be stuffed before I do the podcast. Yeah. But when I say going for the clothes, you got twenty-five in you. Yeah. Really? Okay. I have to turn this off. This thing starts uh, owning me. You know. Oh, like a soundboard. That's close. Yeah. yeah. And he has it covered over there. So you know what? Watch this. Wow. I couldn't see anything, but Todd I bet something happened. Unleashed. Oh, you didn't see the light go out? No, <laughs> but I believe net. you. It's mm. on a nice stand. I don't think people realize that, but it's like a, is it a music that? stand? Look. Oh, yeah, I did see it go off that time. I like it. Yeah. Shh. I say to myself. Sometimes I do. I go, shh. 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 Hi. What's your name to the dogs? Hi. Are you home alone? 
<laughs> Hold on. We're is talking to the dogs. Alone? I know, but did their owner put the Todd Glass show they, on to them as they left? Because people know that we're going to talk to their dogs, okay. so sometimes they just okay. leave it you're on. Right, right. So if, if it's not talking to them, that's why I always get yeah, their yeah. attention, because they might be in the other room or down mm -hmm. the hall. But I know that a lot of people leave the whole show on. So if I go, hey, come here. Yeah. Come here. Hey, how you doing? You look so worldly. Try to be, you know, non-specific with my compliments, so they make everybody feel great. You look just splendid. <laughs> How you doing? Boy, you're there. Do you think? Who do you think could be more? <laughs> <laughs> look at, look at that. Can you believe it's now over there? Oh, uh, look at that. I like that. <laughs> no, no, the it's like the witness protection program of sentences. Oh, how about that? Can you believe happening did? Can you believe? <laughs> I don't think that the, you'll even understand how we are. At least not with the cadence. It's like a guy who needs to make conversation but has nothing to talk about. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. What, Alex? What's this? Oh. I'm going to get rid of these post-its so me and you can just talk and go to close. I got it now. It's up. You better shape up. Oh, my friend boom. sings. Because I need a man. It's good, boom, isn't boom. he? And my heart is set on you. Better shape up. And you better understand. Booby, 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 booby. It's my friend Alex White. He's going to be in the Alex White Trio playing for me at Comedy on State. Isn't he have a beautiful voice? Isn't he great? Knowing someone doesn't give you a choice. Ain't he great? Listen to him. He's a crooner. He's a crooner. It's like a regular Frank Sinatra. Yeah. No. No, play it again because you really—he has a—he's a very good. He's going to be ahead. This is Alec White. He's the ahead of the Alec White trio playing for me at Comedy on State. This is him. So. You better shake up, boom, cause I need a man. He's great. And my heart is set on you. He's good. Better shape up. He's great, isn't he? I'm loving it. Yeah, he's good. He's improvising. He's improvising. Listen at the end what he says. Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, Greece. You ever seen it? <laughs> you Greece, ever seen, you ever seen it? it? <laughs> like, it's that. Uh, oh, Alec, that's fucking funny. Man. <laughs> you, God, that. The fact is commitment. I thought, how Greece, long is he going to do it? Greece, you ever seen it? Greece, you ever seen it? I love the <laughs> sentence, the he's up. a regular Frank Sinatra, because it could also mean he's like a regular Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Frank Sinatra was like, flooby dooby doo. He's more like, regular than that. He's, he's a, a store brand Frank Sinatra. Yeah. He's, he's a five and dime Frank Sinatra. Yeah. No, not, not uh, Alec White. No, no, no. Just yeah. the hypothetical the person is a regular person. Frank Sinatra. No, so, Alec is better than Frank Sinatra. He's a, he's a normal Alec. Look, I like to, you know, the show have some wisdom, and this is one of the post-its. Give it a listen. It's Jim Carrey, but I think it says uh, really clean. My father could have been a great comedian, but he didn't believe good point. that it was possible for him. And so he made a conservative choice. Instead, he got a safe job as an accountant. 
And when I was 12 years old, he was let go from that safe job, and our family had to do whatever we could to survive. I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which was that you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Holy shit. He goes on to say more, but it was really beautiful. You know, I was, wasn't was sure if it was going to be a bit or not. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> when you no. went to play it and it actually like hit me in a very particular place. Yeah, you can always say truth to me. That's that's I like. That's why I like yeah. having that. If you're truth, you, is this a bit? Go, oh, no, truth. I cannot. That is. Can you play that again? Can I just hear him yeah, say yeah, that again? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. By the way, I would, I, I would like to hear that again. Can you start from the beginning? So and that was my fault. I had the volume down. My father could have been a great comedian, but he didn't believe that that was possible for him. And so he made a conservative choice. Instead, he got a safe job as an accountant. And when I was 12 years old, he was let go from that safe job. And our family had to do whatever we could to survive. I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which was that you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Wow. Right? That's crazy. I'm deep. I That's guess this show's specific. fucking good, everybody. Yeah. I guess I have depth. We're back. We're back. We're back. Our depth. We have 15 times more depth than other shows. We're so we're, we're full of depth. Well, that that thing really speaks to me because uh, you know some comics like if they don't make it as a comic they'll be okay because like you know they come from money or they have a great degree or something they can fall back on and be fine but like if comedy doesn't work out for me i'm fucked you know yeah. so to to hear that like being like well you could have got a real estate license and that didn't work out and then what but you're doing comedy and even if you fail at least you know you tried right. you know it, yeah what were I, you? Um, yeah, think about. Yeah, how it's, it's it. It does make you pause. You you were. Saying, that's just. I don't know. That just really is sticking in my head. It's very specific. I don't know. I've never heard of the guy who said that right that, there. But uh, no, you know Jim Carrey. No, yes, I do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's. A, I know him from that quote. Um, no, that's yeah. it's that's wild and it's specific and he's true and yeah. it. Uh, there are a lot of people who lose their jobs they didn't want to have and then right. they don't even have the job they didn't want to have you know it's an in line with and this dude look the intricacies of every situation especially when you're young enough where your parents are paying for your school look you have to have value if they're spending money they don't have i'm you know i'm not trying to say like but figure it out early because you know he's uh um but yeah you may you may uh, oh that yeah, I'm not saying you don't have to, you know, but but if you line yourself up and ma and make all these right choices, you um oh, oh god. Hold on. I'm sorry. Don't lose don't don't give up on me is what I'm trying to say. Um if you uh you what? I think you're saying like it's it doesn't mean be stupid about it. It doesn't mean be stupid about it. Right. But there are times when you're going to have to like and no one ever says uh, you know, if you're going to go to dental school or whatever traditional job, yeah, they, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, fill in the blank. Go, well, what, what are you going to do if you don't? What are you, what are you going to do if that doesn't work out? Right. If you said that, you go, what do you mean it's going to work out? Right. Yeah. And I think if they understand the levels of when you're dealing with someone where you have to answer to, and you, there's, you know, there's people listen to this show that probably have to answer to their parents. 
you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a good question to ask them. Why, why, well, you have to explain to them that they're just like there are different levels. Hey, if you're a dentist, yeah, you might not be a biggest dentist in the world. You might not have your own practice. But if you work reasonably hard, I think they think because that's going to happen. That's yeah. more Well, so is some level of success in this business. If you really put a lot into whatever you want to do, you might not be a household name, whether you mm -hmm. wanted to be a director or a comedian or a singer. But if you have something and you really work hard at it, I see a lot of people, the ones that tend to do well, work. they work. They work actually pretty hard. I don't think that a lot of people understand that uh, where I'm at exists in comedy. Right. Where it's like, this is my job and my living. And I'm 32. And I'm 32. I, uh, 30 also. And uh, you are? Yeah. Well, I'm 27. That's what I thought. But he was just trying to align with me. And uh, so, you know, it's like. And I get by, and I do these different things, but just because I'm not like uh, um, on a sitcom, it's like it. They don't know what is happening, or that there is a career that can be had doing a thing you love. That's not the we, pinnacle of that. Not every yeah. doctor is Doctor Stephen Giannato, neurosurgeon who right. developed trigeminal neuralgia surgery. Yeah. Yeah. And they're still doing what they love and helping save lives. And there's a lot that you don't know who they are that are making $300,000 a year. Yeah. yeah. You don't see all those people that maybe they wanted to be the biggest director in the world. and But they're, they'll say, oh, no, I'm glad. Like they have a home and it's like, right. but you don't know who the hell they are, but they probably make five, six hundred. Rich Jenny, you know. Someone directs The Tonight Show. B by the way, right. I should finish that sentence. What I said about Rich Jenny was. It, it was. It's sad, but that you know, Rich. I think part of that he also dealt with depression, but also maybe what brought it on or or like threw fire on it was uh, that you know a lot of his friends had shows and success, and he mm -hmm. was so close, and he had this huge following, and he was doing like thousand seat theaters, and it was like, and then you know what, and then I think that falling apart didn't help. Yeah. But uh, somebody once said like, but you know, they were we were explaining to somebody like you know well like at that point in his career because they were younger and they didn't know who he was you know and i was like well he probably still made like then around and i, I know i'm counting his money but i'm just doing it i think for a good reason to say try to appreciate what yeah, you have yeah and i see how you can he probably made around five hundred thousand a year i yeah. would say that's on the safe side like exceedingly comfortable and then, but imagine what you go but that's not enough right you know because you're in a business there there's so much more right yeah, the ceiling is really the high. The ceiling is really high. And that's what I try to do is really be appreciative. Otherwise, I'm gonna, I want to be in the best mood I possibly can be in. So that usually comes to me from perspective and appreciation. I so, like that. You know, that's sort of me. That, that's sort of, and I, I never said that even before, but I'm putting it, you know, I'm having a clear thought. And uh, that means appreciate what I have, that I'm, if I'm at clubs, but I'm at, you know, good clubs. Mm -hmm. I don't have to go to a, a C room because, yeah. And, and so it's like I'm appreciative of what I do have. And then touring with other people, and I try to be appreciative of what I have because. Well, also, it, it's like once you get to an, once you get to your goal, then you just have another goal. Mm -hmm. You know, like your goal could be I want to just make rent doing comedy and mm -hmm. then once you make that you're like okay i want to make this amount of money or be on this or it's it sort of like, like we're talking about you ends. always kind of wake up the next day yeah 
and it's yeah. the next day. You Whenever know, I'd do something terrible, so I, I swam in high school, and I was, like, really good at swimming, and I was, like, really good at swimming, like, going to go to college to swim, and, like, I hated it. I hated the practices, and I think this works for good things and bad things. You hated it? I hated the but practices. But you couldn't tell your parents? I just was good at it. And but I would do this thing it. where I was, like, practices at 4.30 in the morning, and I would go there, and when I would get there, I'd be like, you know what? It's going to be 7 a.m. when it's 7 a.m., no matter what I do for the next two and a half hours. And it was always 7 a.m., and it sucked every day, And it, but then time always passed, and it was always 7 a.m. Just like it's always going to be the next day after the good thing happens, you're going to be looking for the next thing. You're always gonna, The goal is always going to end, you're going to be looking for the next thing, and it's not always um, healthy. Sometimes you, can you want to like, sit and... You can control that, obviously, and that's the purpose of meditation and mm-hmm. just appreciation, sort of that, you know... Because I've been. I've tried very hard to have it, it. There's like a stigma behind it in my own head about how cheesy saying like I've tried to become more mindful is, or like something like that. There's just something like associated with it all, and I. It's very unfair to it. But I just have tried to be have more literal presence, like yeah. be in the present. That's something you should be proud of. I'm not the, very successful at it, but I am proud yeah. of trying and yeah, being well, earnest about it. Yeah, you got to, you know, I would think a good way to go through life would be when you're not embarrassed that you're not growing, something went really wrong. When you're not embarrassed, when you're like, if at least you have self-awareness, you can fix it. But if you went, yeah. oh my God, I got to be honest, like in the last three years, I don't, everything that comes my way, I'm not really learning or grow. You should be embarrassed. You go, oh, there's no way I shouldn't be learning about new things that come oh, into my life. Sure. Whether it's understanding another human being. So you should just have to be embarrassed that you're you that you've become complacent. And everyone knows if they really give themselves a litmus test. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like am I You sit alone in your own head and you know what honesty is to you and what it actually is in that moment. And then sometimes I mean, I had therapy today and I would like say sometimes some I've had a lot of personal growth the past, like, two years. Emotional maturity, personal maturity, growth, understanding behavioral patterns, a ton of this stuff. And I still catch myself. I said something to her today. I was like, well, this is kind of what's bothering me for this and this. No, it isn't. I just lied to you for some reason. This is actually what it is. Diverted anger, by the way. Yeah, and I just move these things. Even if the first thing isn't wrong, I don't know why I can't. It's like me not wanting to grow or like being afraid of growing or whatever that is. Uh, at least I've become a little bit better at catching myself instead of just being like, oh, if I go through the steps, I get better, which isn't true. Right, right. It's, and it's a pride maybe sometimes. Because I, I, I mean, I do remember in a relationship, I, I, I did a lot, like me and this, me and this guy, his name, I mean, she was, <laughs> um, me and this guy, uh, he was very good at making it happen it's a lot of work because this is years ago i didn't really have money to spend and you had to get something where they work on a floating scale and you but we went and we learned a lot we really did learn a lot it was amazing it makes me even a better person it makes me a better friend mm-hmm. and um but the specifics hold on god damn it um talking about what were we just talking about like growth admitting oh, about, yourself when you do about um yeah about about growth when we're talking about growth yeah i'm sorry by the way um well i'm sorry and that thought i'm just gonna have to let lay there and rot but that's all good as far as growth goes yeah you would i guess it was sort of me saying that you would want to uh 
you know, you do a self-check on yourself. That you yeah. Know, on on uh, even just, at the times of my life when I was not how I wanted to be, while it was happening, I was like, I don't like being like this. But I wasn't being like honest enough to fix it. I guess if yeah. that makes sense. I was just sort of like bad patterns. And then you know, it can get better if you. Get, it really is. It is hard to be completely honest with yourself. And then it's even harder to be completely honest with yourself and then someone else at $80 an hour copay. But it's like... <laughs> I still catch myself like letting my pride. I think with Aaron the other day on the show, I was at least I was like triple checking that I didn't let my pride get in the way trying to sell myself like because he was correcting me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Did I let, and we, had, we, have, we never have anything. You know, it's not a, an argument really yeah. because we we don't we don't have that relationship. But just always have great talks and. But I think and then later I thought without getting into the specifics of it, I thought that I just because I didn't want to be wrong, right? You know, and I'm like, just try to be aware of it. But I do remember in early relationships before I got into couples counseling, I, I know everyone must do this because I did it, and I'm like a lot of people, you know, and I had yeah. to work not to do it, but um. It was um, knowing I've been. I remember specifically hearing something the other person would say, and knowing I was wrong. Inside, mm-hmm. they made a point. I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I forgot I did that." Mm-hmm. When they were, and I. But outwardly, I just went, "How can I pivot out of this?" Right, and then you're mad at yourself while it's happening. But you're not. I would do. I would do exactly that. I probably still do exactly that. Hopefully, to less frequency than I used to do it to, and you just. I don't know. There's something that happens don't between your pride. Your brain. It is pride. That's what it is. I it's think like it's pride, be blocks, pride yeah. and it's like, hey, look, the other person. You know, we could concentrate on the other person that's installing. You know, that's making you. You're, that's telling you you're doing it wrong. You know, we can maybe pretend they're doing it. They're mean about it. All right, but let's, for all intents and purposes, let's go. They're actually pretty nice, and they're trying to tell you kindly. Because you are as well. Because on the most other of the side time, of it, and so we're both probably like that. Right. Yeah. If they're not, get out of the relationship. <laughs> yeah. If they're not, if they're talking to you with disrespect, that's different. But if they're telling you, and you know, you can take a deep breath and go, "Is it? Is it from a kind place?" Usually, it is. Um, uh, then there's that. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, yeah. Right? If, they, if they've come in with you with, I call it positive intent. Uh, I, I've had to work really hard to make myself assume positive intent with mm-hmm. what people are yeah. saying to me. And uh, as dumb as it sounds, it came from when I used to work at the Apple store because that was actually a term they used for people. What was it? I worked, uh, pos- assume positive intent. So I worked at the Genius Bar at the Apple Store fixing computers, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they never wanted you to assume someone was coming in to try and scam you or something. People would sometimes like break their phones on purpose to try and get a new phone, but they never wanted you to assume that. They said, assume positive intent. Assume everyone has positive intent. And I've tried to translate that wow, into like how I have cool. interactions, um, especially when it gets into something with like uh, my partner where, when we get into a conversation. And I'm like, look, I have positive intent. Why would they not also assume positive intent's a thing I, I apply to yeah. a lot yeah. of my life from the Kool-Aid that is Apple corporate HR training or whatever. Right. That's good. That's it's a good, good clean one. Yeah. That's a good clean one. And anyone listening, you also can. I think it everyone's just kinda tense. I assume positive intent if someone cuts me off in traffic. I try and assume positive intent if someone messes up my order at a restaurant. I try and assume positive intent right. if someone 
doesn't get back to me. What if they go like this, but they stick their nose, uh, their nose, and then they take their thumb and then they wiggle their fingers? What would you do if somebody did that? Hey, man, hey, <laughs> Kyle Ayers, and they, I'm doing it right now for the listening audience. What would you do if somebody did that to you after a show? Yes, I saw your show, and they go like this. <laughs> I would be happy that my parents made it out to a show. Thank you. When's the last time your parents saw you perform? Oh boy, who knows? Oh really? Because it's the been pandemic a while. and stuff. Oh, but in Even the last that, two years, probably three or four. Years. Oh no, no, I was in Kansas City actually a month before my album recording in 2019, so about two years. Would they have wanted to go to Red Rock if you invited them? My brother came. He did. He drove with his friends. My brother's 22, so he's like, it's the perfect age to. Rent a van with your friends it's and drive 10 hours from Missouri to Denver for a show and spend a weekend getting high. I'm jealous you have a 22-year-old brother. I want a 22-year-old brother. Seems what, like you can get my, what am I, chop liver? What are you, chop liver? <laughs> what am I, chop liver? It's the, the guy who really loves chop liver. Yeah. I do. Do you love chop liver? What, what is that? Is that chop liver? Please, uh, am I chop liver? Oh, please, am I chop liver? That's his lover. Please let me be chop liver. Well... It's that time. Goes so quick. It does. Where does the time go? Do we talk about? We talked about. You talked about full circle tonight. I mean, this show. That's why it's winning awards. Yeah, number one podcast. Number one podcast by the Podcasters Association yeah. of America. That's the truth. Swear to God. Swear to God. The Todd Glass Show, voted number one by the Podcasters Association of America. So. That's just facts. It's nice they send the wave file. What do we? Well, some of these are MP3s, but oh. don't tell anybody. Some AICs. And by the way, I want to thank those. I want to thank OCB. Whoa, we love you here on the Todd Glass Show, boy. Send this to them. We love OCB rolling papers. We love OCB. We love OCB. We love OCB rolling papers. We love papers made by OCB. We love OCB. OCB, give them a big kiss, everybody. Mwah. Thank you for buying. They bought us Cold Stones last week, and boy, was it good. Oh, I said, but everyone gets, people are going to get smalls. I go, no, they so go nuts. Get the amount you want. That's what's fun about it. It's Christmas of desserts. Mm -hmm. So we're like, okay. So we get the big one, the biggest the one. The love it's. Gotta no, the gotta it. have it. Gotta, gotta have, have it. it's. Yeah. The little one and the medium, come on. I want too much. Yeah. Even if I have to throw it what's, out. What's the little <laughs> one called? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm serious. I'm kidding. I'm serious. I'm kidding. I'm serious. What? Nothing. No. Say it again. Say it again. I'm say not going to say it again. Say I'm it again. Do a bit truth. You better not. I said true. Remember that blackmail video? I, <laughs> I got it. I got to load it up right no, now. No, no, God, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, really I'm about sorry. to put it on TikTok. I said I was sorry. Let me clean your shoes. I said, what's the little size at Coldstone called? I fucking hate ice cream. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm glad you repeated it. Thank you. You can have our big size called real. Be Realistic. <laughs> or this size called... I don't like ice cream, but I'm here on a dare. <laughs> we know you scrolled by ah, this. Yeah. <laughs> you all right? Yeah. I think I, I did a stretch that I don't normally do, so you feel it. 
Hey, if anybody is in town, this comes out Friday. If anybody's in LA, Friday night, catch me and Todd Glass. Well, that's right. That's in right. In Boyle Heights at Bader House, uh, the custody battle show. Todd's going to headline. I'm going to host. Gonna... Uh, DM me at Max Beasley for address and tickets. Uh, Friday night, 9 p.m., Boyle Heights, Los Angeles. There you go. Come see Todd in person. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. What should we go out on? You want to pick a song we just listen to as we go out? Okay. What would that be? We can even edit it out if you want to discuss. If you, we can either just talk it out or you. Any can, song. Any song you what want. Were you just but saying? make it, you know, like a feel good, you know, to close the show with. But yeah, anything. Yeah. Um. Play. Oh, hold on. Is this too much pressure? It's a lot of pressure. I don't want to put. Pressure what? No, you just said a phrase that made me think of a song by Doctor Dog, but I can't remember the name of it. Doctor Dog. Uh, How's? What's this? I'll give you time to think about it. Yeah, These yeah. little town blues. Perfect timing now. Never know how much I love you. Never know how much I love when you wrap your arms around me. No, 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 no. that's supposed to mean <laughs> why well, you a professional fader Concludes the Todd Glass Show. Thank you for having me. And the good times that just don't last. We'll let this breathe. If you're always on the go, 
make an angel in the snow and freeze. Do you feel like you're stuck in time, forever waiting on that line? If nothing ever moves, put that needle to the groove. Not the things you wear, not the way you do your hair, but it's you I like. The way you are right now, the way down deep inside you, not the things that hide you, not your toys, they're just beside you, but it's you I like. Every part of you, your skin, your eyes, your feelings, whether old or new. And I hope that you'll remember, even when you're feeling blue, that it's you I like, it's you yourself, it's you, it's you, it's you I like. It's you I like. 